Welcome to a new episode of Against the Fed. I am your host, Victor E. Cooper. This episode shall be, uh, what I think shall be, a brief discussion of about something concerning images. Something concerning images. And normally, throughout my episodes, I like to give short um three minute three to four minute rants then I cut out and then I'll come back in and do another short three to four minute rant then I I may or may not do that during this episode. I think this episode is a uh, shall be a good topic what I'm about to talk about here. I shall begin with the good book. And uh, I'm going to start with Jeremiah. Chapter 1. The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests that were in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin. Just a sidetrack, I'm on the tangent right now. This word Anathoth. Uh, it's spelled A-N-A-T-H-O-T-H. T-H-O-T, that's Tahuti. And um the Egyptian god Tahuti. The Ibis headed God. And this really fits my um topic about images. But I'm on the tangent. Let me uh Restate this. That was verse 1. The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests that were in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the 30th year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, unto the end of the 11th year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, Unto the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. These words that I had just read, it it it, it convokes uh, uh, provokes or convokes images. Images. What, what kind of images you, you get out of, from me reading this? Verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, came unto Jeremiah, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, ah, Lord God, 
Behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. Very interesting, that word, child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee saith the Lord. Then the, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build, and to plant. I will end it right there. That's verse 10. What Jeremiah is as a prophet, he is what I call an iconoclast an iconoclast now according to uh, the deaf uh, Miriam was to I think this uh, Miriam was to dictionary, uh, dictionary. An iconoclast is a person who attacks settled beliefs or institutions. A person who destroys religious images or opposes their veneration. And this is what Jeremiah is, but personally, I like to look into the uh, uh, etymology of words because that definition is, in my opinion, is, is somewhat of a slant. This term iconoclast is, is Greek in its origin. It, it literally means breaker or destroyer of images. Right? From French iconoclast and directly from medieval Latin iconoclasties, from late Greek iconoclast, iconoclasties, from the Greek word icon, which means image, and clastis, breaker. Take the word clastic, which means consisting of broken pieces breaking up into fragments. Right? But here's the thing. I like the Bible for its literary aspect and among other attributes that it engenders the wisdom that do 
emit from it is one reason why I embrace the Bible. But on the other hand, I have an issue with it because of its uh, design handlers, right? And the Bible itself is the perfect example of iconoclast or iconoclasticism. Iconoclasticism, which is the breaking down of images. See, when when you say the word Israel, images come come to mind. Even when you say Bible, there are images that come into your mind. Right? What if I say the word Egypt? The images that come into your mind. Just that one word alone, Egypt. When it should be called Kemet, but we don't use the word Kemet. Why? It's because of the conqueror. Huh? that tore down this particular language and replaced it, right, with another language, English. So instead of us predominantly saying Kemet, except those that are awaking, we normally say Egypt. And right now there is a concerted effort to tear down the face of Egypt and replace it with another face. Right? What I mean is to tear down the original hue and replace it with a lighter hue. The book of Jeremiah is the perfect example of iconoclasticism. Notice that the scripture says that the, uh, uh, that the Lord placed his hand on his mouth and he said, I have put my words in your mouth. When you are voicing your opinion that makes people feel uncomfortable, when you are voicing your views that make people feel uneasy, sometimes people want to cover your mouth with their hand. Right? Don't say that. You're going to, you're going to arouse the Jews. You're going to upset the Jews. Don't say that. I'm going to cover your mouth with my hand. Right? Right? 
But in this instance, the Lord God placed his hand on Jeremiah's mouth and put his words in his mouth. And the Lord said, Jeremiah, I want you to go down and I want you to tear down. Huh? I want you to uproot I want you to pull down. I want you to destroy. I want you to throw down. And afterwards, I want you to build and to plant. But I want you to do this, Jeremiah, with your mouth. Huh? This is diabolical. This is diabolical. And when I use the term diabolical, I, I am embracing the etymology of it. Diabolical. I'm going to look up this term diabolical. The, the etymology It says, pertaining to the devil, uh, that's not, uh, okay. Pertaining to the devil, outrageously wicked, infernal, Okay, this is not given what I'm looking for here. Okay. Uh, diabolical comes from the word, uh, I remember looking it up. Uh, okay. It's an agent now from Greek diabolane, which means to slander, Attack. Literally, it means to throw across. Dia adia means across or through. And bailing, a balling, B A L L E I N, means to throw. Huh? In other words, mudslinging. As they say in uh, the. Uh, Political arena. I'm 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 looking up this word mud slinging this phrase rather. Mud slinger is according to Merriam Webster dictionary one that makes malicious attacks, especially against a political opponent. Huh? A mudslinger. That's what Miriam Webster refers to. As a mudslinger. Mudslinging. I'm looking up this term here. And. 
the computer is showing me the use of insults and accusations, especially unjust ones, with the aim of damaging the reputation of an opponent. Huh? If I was to go into the 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 history that I'm aware of concerning the children of Israel when they were brought into the, uh, Babylon bondage. Huh? We're in Babylon. This Babylonian system of debt peonage. <laughs> of peonage debt slavery, excuse me. Huh? In this in this system of of, of, of Babylon, while the, the 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 Israelites were in uh, the 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 prophecy that Jeremiah or should I say the uh, the uh, vision that Jeremiah had received from God was to go out there and be a, a iconoclast to cry out against these images of Babylon that had been placed in the minds of the children of Israel. He was to tear down those images. He was to, to cry out against them. That was his role. He was an iconoclast. Huh? And after tearing down those polemics, those political images, he had to rebuild. He had to plant and he had to he 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 he, he had to replace it with something. Because the images of Babylon were all in the children of Israel's minds. Worshiping Ashtar. Huh? Ashtar and Tammuz, which was the consort of Ashtar, or, or should I say, the consort of Tammuz was the uh 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 uh, uh was Ashtar. Huh? Tammuz was the the Babylonian god that had died. And, and the children of Israel, they were weeping. The women were weeping for what? For Tammuz, the Babylonian god that rose again. Huh? A dying god mythology. God came back to life. And, and Jeremiah had to go down there and tear down that ideology out of the children of Israel mind because they were war, they were baking cakes, huh? Unto the queen of heaven. Setting up Christmas trees. Huh? They were setting up Christmas trees. But I'm digressing somewhat. 
you know, this diabolical uh, genre or or should I say this? What um uh, Kanye West is going through is another perfect example. Another perfect example of iconoclast. Huh? Kanye, don't say those things. Right? Oh, Kanye, you in trouble. You in trouble with the Zionists. You in trouble with the Jews. They're going to they gonna take your money from you. They're going to do this and that to you, Kanye. Right now, I'm looking at a webpage concerning Kanye West. And it says here, it's the, the, the name of the web page is raw story everything he's spent decades building is crumbling iconoclast CNN reporter stunned by Kanye's West self-destruction uh, now we know Who predominantly we should know. Many of us don't. But we know who runs Hollywood. We should know. We know who runs the media. Right? Who predominates the media? Who predominates Hollywood? Who predominates the images? The images that come across the boob full Television. Right? Can you hear me? The boob tube tail live vision. And not just the tail live vision, the radio. Now, excuse my vernacular, but it's not a damn thing on the radio. When I hear hip-hop music, I, I, I don't hear the wholesome music. Anymore. I just hear this hip-hop, uh, 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 filthy hip-hop music. Why? It's not a damn thing on the television. It's not a damn thing on the radio. And the, the internet, you got to be selective. You got to really dig and look. For truth on the internet. Why? You know many things on the internet that don't resonate with you. This something just don't this this just don't sound right. Huh? For example, I'm, I got a great example before me. CNN reporter stunned by Kanye West's self-destruction. Is he really destroying himself? See, I question that. That's what you call a slant. No, I think he's being destroyed because he has a polemic. Right? Who is this polemic? 
CNN Entertainment reported Chloe Mattis. I don't know who this Chloe Mattis person is. I was about to say, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure she's copper colored. Copper colored, sickle fat. You know, these, uh, uh, these polemics seem to choose those that look like the rest of us to do their bidding. Chloe Mattis on Thursday expressed shock at just how Kanye West has blown up his entertainment empire. Oh, really? Oh, really? Reacting to news that West tried to get get footwear company Skechers to produce his Yeezy or Yeezy shoes after getting dumped by Adidas. Mattis marveled that he continues to double down on anti-Semitism even as it has resulted in massive destruction on his personal wealth. Oh, really? Somebody don't know history. You see how they gaslight us? You see how they gaslight us? Huh? The real Semites... According to Kanye, a copper colored. Huh? There's this book called The 13th Tribe. The 13th Tribe. And I'm going to look this book up right fast. You might hear a little pause. Before I begin, I'd like to say I stand on truth as I know it and yet seek truth that I am not aware of. The 13th Tribe is the name of the book I'm about to read from. Uh, it was written by a man named Arthur Kessler. Uh, Kessler is spelled with K-E-O-S-T-L-E-R-S. Kessler. No ass on that, I don't think. The first page says here, about the time when Charlemagne was crowned emperor of the West, the eastern confines of Europe between the Caucasus and the Volga were ruled by a Jewish state known as the Khazar Empire. That's page 13 of this particular book of Arthur Kessler. Uh, once again, his name is spelled K-O-E-S-T-L-E-R, author A-R-T-H-U-R. Page 15, it says this. It is perhaps not surprising, given the circumstances, that in 732 A.D., after the resounding Khazar victory over the Arabs, the future empire emperor, excuse me, Constantine the fifth married a uh, Khazar prince princess. In due time, their son became Emperor Leo the fourth, known as Leo the Khazar. 
Uh, ironically, the last battle in the war, A.D. 737, ended in a Khazar defeat. But by that time, the impetus of the of the Muslim holy war was spent. The Khalifa, the Caliphate, was rocked by internal dissensions, and the Arab invaders retraced their steps across the Caucasus without having gained a permanent foothold in the north, whereas the Khazars became more powerful than they had previously been. Now, here's the key paragraph. A few years later, probably to 740, the king, his court, and the military ruling class embraced the Jewish faith. And Judaism became the state religion of the Khazars. No doubt their contemporaries were as astonished by this decision as modern scholars were then were were when they came across the evidence in the Arab, Byzantine, Russian and Hebrew sources. Huh? Arab, Byzantine, Russian, and Hebrew sources revealed that these Khazars became Jews. One of the most recent comments is to be found in a work by the Hungarian Marxist historian Dr. Antal Bartha, his his book on the Mag, Magyar society in the 8th and 9th centuries has several chapters on the Khazars. Uh, now, to my knowledge, that these particular Jews are of a Turkish-Mongolian stock. If you have to read this book... Uh, I've read it some years ago, and um, it revealed that the particular Jews is pointing to a particular uh, Jewish uh, that that are uh, Zionists. The rise of Zionists came out of these particular Jews which control our banking system, which control the media, right? Now, this is uh, what is commonly believed. So I encourage you to do your research. The Thirteenth Tribe by Arthur Kessler, and um, there are other various novelties out there. I can't think of another one as of now. But my discussion is iconoclastic. It's iconoclastic, and it's about iconic being an icon. Iconic class, excuse me, right? The tearing down of icons. Uh, 
right? The tearing down of icons. Where are the black superheroes? Hmm? Where are the black superheroes? I noticed a long time ago in my teens that all the images that I see is white, 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 white. And there are never any black superheroes. You got white Superman, white Batman and Robin. Huh? And who controls the media? The gangsters are white. Even the gangsters are white. <laughs> Those 1920s, you know, Al Capone and, you know, what? Well, he was a real figure. Huh? Everything white. Really? Really? But when you dig, dig deep and do research, the truth is stranger than fiction. We've been gaslighted for so long. We've been gaslighted for so long that when you hear the truth, people think you have lost your mind. That people think you are like Kanye West. And that man has not lost his mind. The truth is just stranger than fiction. Huh? He says that copper-colored people, he alluded to copper-colored people, are the real Hebrews are the real Jews, and yet though we are yet gaslighted by media that he's being an anti-Semite. Once again, it says here, CNN reporter, Chloe Mattis, on Thursday expressed shock how he's blowing up his empire And marvel that he continues to double down on anti-Semitism. Even as it has resulted in massive destruction of his personal wealth. But money ain't everything. Sometimes you got to stand on principle. Huh? Can't be a sellout all the time. You can't allow other people to cover up your mouth. And not express truth. Not speak truth to power. Huh? Sometimes you got to take that hard road. I don't like it. I took the hard road one time. I said, hey, I'm not putting on a mask. I do not agree with the polemic. I was uh, suspended off work for two weeks. I so-called won the case. I still haven't got paid yet. That was like three years ago. I don't care. I don't. I, I still don't. I'm. I'm maintaining my moral stance, right? The tearing down of images. With that said, I, I think I'm gonna come to a close. But I got a final thing to say. I, you know, it's today is October twenty eighth. 2022, I just turned 59 years old. And on yesterday, 
I'm going down a particular street. I live here in Chicago. I'm headed somewhere. Driving down Halsted Street. I'm headed to pick up my uniform. And this guy that holds that has this uniform place. Non copper colored. He is the most uh, unreliable person imaginable. Well anyway, I come to this red light and to my to my right, because I'm headed north, there's this bus uh canopy. There are many bus canopies here in Chicago. And uh, made out of glass. And they have advertisements on them. This particular advertisement had a child on it. And I forget what it said. But this child, I could not, I could not recognize if that child was a girl or a boy. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this image. I'm looking at this image. Now, this child had a braid, one large braid over its face, on top of his head, going down to his face, stopping around the corner of the eye. And my first thought was, that's a boy with a braid. Then I looked again and said, no, that's a. That's a girl that's trying to look like a boy. Then I thought again, I said, no, that's a boy trying to look. Like, and I was confused. Huh? Who is behind this? Who is blurring the line of genders out here? I thought I was done. This just came to my mind. There is another image that is rather iconic that is so is so subtle that you do not realize that it's an iconic image, but in but just the same, it is iconic that this image is man, woman, child. That's an iconic image. When the last time you saw a man, woman, child? When the last time you saw a family? Huh? And I can honestly say throughout this war that we are obviously in, I'm a casualty. I'm a casualty of war. Never been married. Don't have any children. Where's my woman and child? And those out there that are married, how you doing? And what is the what is the the the, the main reason why why we separate? Why we divorce? Can you say money, honey? And 
who is at the root of our uh, 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 monetary system. Huh? Can you say Kazar? Well, I think I said enough. I bid you adieu. Adieu, do, do. This concludes another episode of Against the Fed. I'm your host, Victor E. Cooper.